What's up, Dunwoody? Have you been anxiously awaiting the arrival of Stage Door Players Part 2 with Robert Egizio? If you have, here we go. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. I wasn't prepared for the production quality that I'm seeing right yeah. here. I, and I don't know what I thought I'd see when I came in here, but it's, well, when you come see the, when you, this one, high is, school, this play, one especially. You know, like, well, that's the thing. The, that's one of the very mis, nice misconceptions of what I have tried to do over the last fifteen years that I've been here. Because one of the things they always to hear was, "What could they possibly be doing in the old schoolhouse?" Right. You know, then they walk in here and see the show. They go, "Oh, that's what they're doing in the schoolhouse." Yeah. So it's pretty darn good stuff. You know, it's high caliber entertainment, and it's well done. It's well produced. Yeah. You know, there are bucks being thrown at this thing to make it happen. So you know. Nothing doesn't happen without the money. Yeah, you know. So, but Smokey Joe's especially—it's a very, very high octane. It's like a, it's a rock concert. You know, the lights are going crazy, the sound is going crazy. You know, there's a six-piece band back there: electric guitar, electric bass, saxophone, drums, two keyboards. I think the music would catch my get my attention more. I got severe ADD, so oh, maybe, maybe this is this the one to you. come to. This will yeah. keep you. Yeah, yeah. but and, and we'll—that's another thing for primarily what I tend tend to do because in this day and age, attention spans are kind of short. You know, or kind of, you know, if the phone's not in front of me three or four times a minute, I don't know what I'm doing with myself. I pick shows that are in the two hour range where you don't go to see something that's going to be here till 11 o'clock at night. You're here from 8 to 10. Feel, I saw a good show. I'm out by 10 o'clock. I feel like I'm still got time for a snack and a drink. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I got to get my ass home. Oh, can I say <laughs> uh, Sure. We'll just leave it out. And then uh, once the village overlay code disappears, you're going to have some cool restaurants that you can go to, right? That's, we'll see what happens there, too. I'm always watching what's going on because they've always got new ideas and new plans. And you, then you watch the uh, letters to the crier to see who likes and who doesn't. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so. You should follow the What's Up Dunwoody yeah. page, too. I would That's probably do one. that now. You got to be careful because with your age audience, they, they don't like that uh, overlay plan going away. Well, yeah. some do and Change some don't. Is, Change it's, it's is interesting. Difficult. I mean, I would actually just read the letters to the crier this morning, and there were ones that were against. But there were some that were saying, hey, we've also got to move with the times kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we can't just look at that same structure, that same kind of you know design element all the time. Yeah, I've been to a bunch of them, and the, the older folks, I feel like they're they're getting beaten down kind of. They're, they're starting to realize that maybe something good could come from a Absolutely. little bit of change. Absolutely. And... Well, yeah, I, I, they were they're, that guard is used to that quiet little neighborhood they used to have. But mm-hmm. this is this place is building. This place is growing, and you have to grow along with it. Yeah, you know there are a lot of people coming to this area for business now. I mean, between State Farm and Mercedes and all that kind of stuff moving into the area, that's attracting a younger demographic who don't want to look at Williamsburg Town, whatever its design is called. Um, but something a little sleeker, a little bit more modern, a little bit more hip, contemporary. I mean, that's the way you got to go sometimes. Yeah, and there's room for both. There's definitely room for both. There's still, you know, a classic old world, old town kind of, you know, feel about this place that's great for that part of it. Same thing with, you know, even downtown Atlanta is like that. You've got that old world charm thing, but you've got the new and contemporary stuff right next to it. Yeah. But wouldn't it be cool if you could leave a show and go to Tijuana Flats over there? Exactly you know, that's right. what that is? That's what it's going to be? That's what I've heard. Oh, Whoa, are you Tijuana allowed to talk Flats. about that? Oh, sure. <laughs> you just did. Yeah. I can make whatever up I want. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. That's, and they were talking about doing another slip for a rooftop bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just think, I mean, even things like Marlowe's. Yeah. So my Marlowe's coming into this area was great. I mean, that's where my crowd goes after the show. Yeah. You know, my, the, and my actors and actresses, that's where we, in fact, our opening, our opening night reception for Smokey Joe's Cafe will be hosted by Marlowe's Tavern. Um, Get that sponsor in there. Yeah. You go. And we can cut that and use it in the next show, too, like a little <laughs> commercial. We've got, uh, we've got restaurant partners that do different, uh, the receptions for us, different show. Oh, uh, yeah? Show. Yeah. 
Um, that good, that's good for them too, you know? Absolutely. But they advertise, Reminds people that y'all are here. And they advertise with us. Then we take the whole cast and crew over there for opening night and part of our audience will go over and they'll put out a little spread for us and you know, get to go, hang out. You should go to the new Mad Italian opening up in a month or so. Have you seen the... Down off of... Off of uh, Savoy. Is it still, but they're moving to uh, just a little bit further up onto Savoy to a great It's going to be location. really nice. I love their food. I've been by there earlier. I go there all the time. We actually tried to do something with them a while ago. They did a fundraising kind of thing for us. A one night, you know... Like ten percent off your check, kind of thing, to stage door. Kind yeah, of they thing. mentioned they do a lot that. Of those yeah, things. we said we were um, coming here after. We actually we're doing one with a California Pizza Kitchen right now with them. They're doing that on a every other month basis for us. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. That's part of what I try to do is also get out there and meet those people in the restaurants. And I mean we have one of the realtors here in town prints our programs for us. You know, just don't say their name. Those kind of partnerships. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say I was if you work for them or not. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but that's, I mean, that's why, you know, there's this stigma about, quote, quote, community theater, which is supposedly, you know, non-professional, amateur, blah, blah, blah. I call us a community-based professional theater because we are still very much entrenched in our community and yeah. work with the community, but we are putting on professional caliber entertainment, so. We'll have yeah. to come by, be the judge of that. Come on by. <laughs> yeah, where are, our free tickets are around here somewhere? Yeah. I'm sorry, is the interview over? <laughs> Make you a deal. We'll make you a deal. We'll talk. I'll pay the $33. Is that about how we'll much talk. it is? Yeah. And, and already, I mean, my box office is going crazy today. We've already sold out, you know, five of the 16 performances already. I mean, I mean, we haven't even opened yet. So there's so, 16 for each show. There's Well, depending on the musicals we run, for, every show runs four weekends. The musicals run four performances a week, four performances a week, and that's 16. The straight plays tend to run three to four depending on the play. So you can be anywhere from 13 to 16 depending. Cool. So what's with the future? What, what's going to? What's the future have for a stage? Flying story? cars. Well, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? The Jetsons come to Dunwoody. Um, it, it all depends who you talk to because uh, you know, every year there's always talk about the possibility of moving into a larger space. Um, there's some that want to stay here and see if we can't expand upon the space, or at least in this footprint, this building, building somehow. Um, there's really no place we can expand this space that's con uh, in where we are right now. There's no way to go up any higher. Or back any further. I mean, we can't knock out walls without you know destroying the whole place. So we're pretty much locked into the figure, the configuration, and what we can do here. I don't know what's before row A. Is that a row double A? That couldn't be possible. <laughs> Between uh, I see the space right here. Kids can sit on the floor. I saw some kids back there too. What is? Uh... That's Once Upon a Ballet. That's a, a partnership we do with a uh, musical theater camp that teaches for oh. children ages three to twelve. I think it is. Um, they have classes on uh, ballet, musical theater. And then they put on a little show in here in the theater during the end of their summer camp. Matt, that's off topic. Kids are not part of the future. <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen to Whitney Houston or George Benson then, do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far, as far as the future is concerned, we'll be, right now we're selling season tickets for the 45th anniversary season coming up. Wow. Which is 2018-2019. Um, we've already announced the six plays. We've got a world premiere, that, uh, a brand new play that's never been done before. It's opening this season which is a comedy about retirement, so I'm sure it'll fit right in with my demographic. Yeah. <laughs> They're very excited about it. Uh, we're doing a, a holiday comedy in December, um, just lighthearted family Christmas. Um, we're doing a Pulitzer Prize winning drama in January called Last Night of Ballyhoo, which is uh, by Alfred Urey, who's an Atlanta-based playwright. Um, the play itself takes place uh, on the opening night of Gone with the Wind here in Atlanta. It takes place in Atlanta. And the play the timing of the play we're doing it in january coincides with the 80th anniversary of gone with the wind 
So that's kind of a tie-in there. We're doing a contemporary comedy drama in the spring called Secrets of a Soccer Mom. Oh. Ooh, that could be maybe. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. My wife would like well, that one. What's go. the secret? Uh, can't tell you. Oh, it comes to right. the show. Um, <laughs> a musical in... $33. A tap dancing <laughs> musical in May called Dames at Sea, and then we're closing out the season with a Neil Simon comedy. Uh, Laughter on the 23rd floor. So it's a pretty ambitious season for another six shows. So it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. I need to subscribe. I guess I'd have to subscribe my wife too, though. So that's. I'm not coming with you. Though. I was going to say, yeah, you, that would be you don't even sit together here, though. Yeah. So you sit together here. Yeah, Justin thought I was sitting too close to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, you sat down right next to me in one of these theater seats. And we're very cozy in here, so you're going to have to sit next to somebody. You know <laughs> I'll just be on the aisle, like I mean, hanging off. They are the most comfortable seats in town. I must tell you, though. Yeah, you know. yeah these are comfortable. They're okay. pretty sweet. Yeah, and there's plenty of leg room. Exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, so, what was your favorite show you've had here? My favorite show I've ever had here. Oh gosh, after Where's 15 years. And when did you stop performing? Well, I really haven't. I've been trying to. I keep getting pulled back in. Yeah. Um, actually, I did the first show of the season here. I played the lead in Dial M for Murder, which was the show back in September. I played a murderous husband. Nepotism. It was, well, you know, you know somebody. You get to hire yourself. <laughs> I have. There if have you're going to do the best job, Well, right? there have been shows that, I, that have been picked for the sole purpose of me doing them, too. So. Yeah. Um, no, for the 40th anniversary, actually, I put myself in a production of The Odd Couple that was one of the biggest hits we've ever had here. But I just had a, it was a, a part that I've always wanted to play. And hey, when you're the boss, you can do what you want to do. So. Yeah. Can you uh, kind of do that with other people too? Like if you find somebody, you're like, this Matt Weber would be perfect for... I have done that. I have chosen shows based on the talent and or a director and or a writer and that kind of thing. We commissioned a piece last year from a local Atlanta playwright because I wanted to work with him. I had him, we commissioned him, we paid him. He wrote the play just for us. And now it's being done all over the country. So, oh. you know. Um, but yeah, I, there have been uh, plays or, or musicals that I've always wanted to do that I thought, who's perfect for this? And I've talked to the actor and said, if I did this, would you be interested? Kind of thing. You know, so I have pigeonholed pieces around performers and or directors and that kind of thing in the past. Yeah. Absolutely. What's the average age to like your performers right now? They say the Smokey Joes. Well, we did Annie Get Your Gun last year. We had kids as, as young as 12. We did Bye Bye Birdie a couple of years. We had kids from high school. This year we did a show that our oldest actor was 72 years old. So... You know, it's, it just ranges depending on the piece we've got. Coming up next season, the show about retirement will be, you know, folks in their 60s or above. Um, and you just put, put ads out and people come, huh? Well, and, I, and there's a, a great pool of talent of that age still around that I'm also very well aware of that have worked here before or have worked around town. So mm -hmm. uh, that the, the list is ever growing of the actors that come to this town. And a lot of actors are now coming to this town because what we talked about before with the film industry, they're also theater actors. They come here for both and they supplement their income by doing theater. So, And do you go out and scout and bring in the best? Absolutely. Well, they have what they call the unified auditions in Atlanta every year too in the spring where every theater in town goes and sits at a theater here in town and we'll see 400, 500 actors over the course of three days. So the whole audience is you. It's the whole just people is, just like just, you. Exactly right. Producing artistic How directors. much time do they get? Two minutes. Two minutes. Wow. And they, it's, if you're a musical theater person, what you'll do is you'll do a minute and a half of a song and a half a minute of a monologue kind of thing. Matt, or, start working on your tight two minutes. Oh, you that go. sounds terrifying it, to me. It's For them, yes. For us, it's a, it's just as terrifying. Because you're yeah. sitting there going, I want you to do really, really well. It's like, you're not going to fit in that two minutes. I just know. And, <laughs> and they do time you because the buzzer will go off if you're over your two minutes. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. A so giant hook comes out and just takes exactly, you right would off. Would that be nice? Yeah. They fly off into the... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Trap door opens up and they're just out. No, but that's the thing. I have talked to the actors who have done that, and they are, literally they are working on this up until the day, and they're with the top, top you know top stopwatch timing themselves to make sure they can get it all in within two minutes. Get as, as much as they can exactly and right. still. I mean, or or book ended enough, though so it's a complete piece that fits within your your a lot of time. Yeah. But then there you go. You go down and you see people you've never seen before. And you come home with a stack of headshots and resumes of actors that are this tall, you know, so. And you can pick from that and you can see, hey, that would be good for this show. So then you call them in for the individual auditions that we'll have at our own theaters per show, on a show by show basis. Yeah. What are some other theaters like this that you go, that you enjoy going to? I, mean, oh, I, I don't get out a lot. Are there other ones in the area that. <laughs> I don't get out a lot, but I, I tend to go to shows at the uh, Actors Express, at Georgia Ensemble, at the Aurora. I rarely get down to the Horizon. I, I rarely get to the Alliance, um, but primarily the ones that are within my 10 to 15 mile radius kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I say I live close to my theater, Georgia Ensembles in Roswell, the Express is right down the Expressway in, uh, in Midtown, um, Atlanta. And then the Aurora is straight up 85 out to Lawrenceville, which you, is. You made him just list off all his competition, man. Yeah. Are these guys all friends with you? I mean, are you. Absolutely. Are you tight with the other people like you'd you? You'd be surprised, but that, so it's a very tight knit Atlanta theater community. A lot you of folks, seem like a super nice guy. I would assume most people of People don't like me very much, but. Oh, no. no. Um, okay, sorry. No, but seriously, you'll find a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of theaters that co partnership, uh, will co produce a play and do like six weeks at their theater, then six weeks someplace else. But we're always, you know, hey. You wouldn't happen to have a you know a chuck wagon I can borrow or whatever the case may be, you know, and they'll absolutely come and get it. You know, if they've done the show before, they might have the props laying around from the last time the show was done. There's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. Trade, in fact, in fact, Georgia Ensemble and I are doing a a co-advertising thing right now with our newsletters and our e-blasts and our social media because they're doing a Johnny Cash musical, Ring of Fire, at the same time we're doing Smokey Joe's. So it kind of ties in. And that's not far to travel. I exactly. mean, people, the same and fan base, like, why it's not just, exactly beat off the same each fan other? base, but they also, we share a demographic, we share an audience in a lot of ways, too. A lot of my subscribers are subscribers of theirs as well, so. We should reach out to other podcasts and try <laughs> Are there other podcasts? Sounds I don't, like I don't think there's any other local podcasts. <laughs> yeah. What's a podcast? Not as What's bad as ours. <laughs> I, yeah, interesting. Yeah, do you, how, how many, do you know how many viewers, listeners you have at this point? Yeah, followers? we do. I don't like to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is it, three, 400 a show or something like that? Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, yeah. Yours is going to be way high. I can imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm going to publicize the hell out of it, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. Once, be I, great. once I hear it, too. Oh, no, I can't say that. You know. no, I was, you, once you get on Facebook, then you'll publicize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just been surprised how many people mention y'all. So yeah. you guys, you know, tight with the community, for sure. Well, I, uh, I tried to make an impact. I hope I did. Yeah. You know, I actually sat in the back of a car for the 4th of July parade and waved my hands this year, too. So, you know, Did you? Like, oh, were you at the front of the parade? We were not as far back as we have been in the past. You know where they put us? Oh, no. The very back. Were you behind yep. the horses? We Oh, no, we were way behind the horses. Oh, okay. We were behind the recycling. The, there's the older guys. They were recycling, picking up cans. And then right behind us was the trash truck, and that was it. We were very, very last, except for the trash truck. So we were sandwiched between people picking up trash, basically. Yeah. That's what the city so thinks of trash, us. Trash, trash, us. Whatever you call yeah. yourself in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked out well because everybody was kind of leaving the parade at that point, and yeah. you know, they, the kids wanted to see the trash truck, and so they stayed for the trash. That's right? it. That's awesome. <laughs> now we had uh, last year. We had twenty-two classic Corvettes that all had stage door player signs on and the cast tends to walk with us. Oh, this year that's a good one. This year we had about a dozen of the Corvettes um, and the cast of Smokey Joe's. We had the tape of the music playing and they were singing and dancing in the street as they were walking up and down the street. And yeah. can, you, can you loan us a Corvette for next year? We, we tried to look into a few different things. We tried to rent a Lamborghini. How much do you think a Lamborghini costs to rent for a day? 
more than half my budget. Two thousand dollars. I, I thought wow. it was going to be a few hundred. Well, and then I, we also looked into pedicabs so that um, he could be in the back and right. I could be pedaling. Oh, <laughs> that, a rickshaw, rickshaw? rickshaw? That yeah. would have been fun. Kind of like that would have been way better. Yeah. That's your exercise, better than walking. That was too expensive too. We make zero money. Well, I understand here, so, that. Yeah. I understand. No, I just happened to have some, some, uh, some good friends that the, uh, I, I rode the back of a Lexus convertible and then we had the 12 classic convertibles behind us. There were Corvettes and all that so kind of stuff. you just go over to caffeine, caffeine and Octane and ask? I have somebody who does that for me that I, you know, you know, We'll talk after if, the show. If you, maybe ever, yeah, if you ever come across a rickshaw runner, tell us. Find that for you. You'd be surprised the connections I could probably get for you. So, no, that was great fun. I mean, we we publicized the show. We handed out postcards, and like I say, we sang and danced in the in the street, and you know. Yeah, I'd say we um, maybe almost doubled our uh, viewers. There you go. Just walking well, we around, have, handing we, out stickers. Yeah, but, and and since this is not something that you view, we had zero viewers before, and we have zero now. <laughs> So you doubled your investment, yeah, basically. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Did I say viewers? You no. said viewers, yeah. Twice, this is the second time today you said viewers. I'm still trying to get this in there. Yeah. Yeah. What's a podcast? What are we doing again? What's a podcast? Yeah. Where am I? Uh, should we wrap it up? You, yeah, got, that, you got people coming in here. In I do. We're gonna, some yeah. songs, singers and dancers are going to come in here. What are you going to do tonight? Just a little. It's our final dress rehearsal, so we'll have one more run through of the show, all in full costume with the full band and all the lights and all that kind of stuff, and one last chance so we to go. we came in at the perfect time. we got to get this show out. I'm going to hide behind the seats and just watch. And hype. It's, it's going to be a kicker. It's cool. going to be a kicker. That's cool. Well, yeah. good luck, uh, Smokey Joe's. Everybody Smoky come Joe's out and Cafe, see it. July 13th through August 5th. Now playing. There you go. There's a Stage commercial. door players. We should mention that. Yeah, where are we going? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're viewing at Stage door players. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all come back and see it, too. We will. Yeah, we will. Sure. Thank you. Thanks, right. Robert. Hey, thank you, guys. So that's it from Stage door players. Uh, Robert talks about as fast as I do. So if you were listening at one and a half speed, you might have had to slow it down a bit, Matt Wolner. But overall, it was one of my uh, favorite interviews we've done. Really enjoyed talking with Robert. He's a uh, r- real good guy. Check out Smokey Joe's Cafe, July 13th through August 5th at Stage Door Players Theater. Tell him you heard about it on the What's Up Dunwee podcast. Tell him that Robert sent you. That's one thespian that is bringing the town together. So hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, what do we have to look forward to? We've got, uh, we're sitting down with Stephanie Freeman from the Perimeter Chamber. We've also, what else we got on deck? We've got um, Dan from Third Rail Studio. Third Rail Studio is just an incredible place on the edge of uh, Chambly. And they just signed a hell of a deal with Netflix. So that'll be interesting to learn about. If you know of anybody else that would be good on the show, uh, we're always trying to bring the best that Dunwoody has to offer. So hit us up. Oh, 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 o